Hi, this is Dave from Heroes Needed, just one of the many fine shows you can find on the Nod Network. Visit us on nerdod.com or subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Lewis says, you know, you can probably do a smithing course. You could do a blacksmithing course. I'm like, yeah, but that's not the same. I don't want to actually make a sword in real life. I want to do it in the game and get rich and gather my money and stuff. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a nuts. I'm nuts. I play the game like a crazy person. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Dave. And I'm Reg. Boom. Hey. Nailed Boom. it. Nailed it. If this is your first time listening, you'll wonder why we are so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is the first time in, uh, what, where are we on now? Episode 15, 16, something like that, um, where there's been more than two of us, where we've managed to intro well. Yeah. Well done, guys. We yep. can call it a day. Let's sign off. That's it. That's Thank it. you. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back for season three in, uh, in another 18 months. <laughs> How is everyone? You know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Apart from... Uh-oh. I was talking to I was talking to some people before about uh, Assassin's Creed, specifically Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> now, those that know me know that I'm not big on the Assassin's Creed games. I'm right. not gonna I'm not gonna slate them. I'm not gonna trash them. People enjoy them. That's cool. Didn't really enjoy it. Was never my thing. Tried the first couple, then I gave up. That's probably my problem. Because some people told me that some of the later games are really really good, but I just never got that far. But I was talking to someone before, um, a couple of friends chatted about it, and it was talking about Valhalla, and which it, it feels to me, I think I don't know if we spoke about it last time, it feels like Far Cry, you know, same game, reskinned, but that's that's their business model, so I'll let them do it. Um, but there was a thing in there which, um, I'm just going to bring up the message, because I don't, I don't want to get the, the name of this thing wrong, but there's a part in it where you can apparently actually uh, carry out the equivalent of like a Viking rap oh, battle. Rap. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it's called flighting and it was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Viking and, rapping. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and I haven't watched the video for it, but there is a video which shows the mechanic and I'm, I'm working on secondhand information here, but apparently it looks a bit, you know, you make your own decisions. But I, I must say that I don't think the Assassin's Creed games are particularly brave because they're just reskinning the same thing as far as I'm concerned. However, it's pretty, pretty fucking brave to include rap battles in a game about <laughs> Vikings. Where oh, you're somehow going to fit. And I presume they're keeping the same. Is it still a time traveling assassin or is it just a different thing? I don't know. Assassins, but Vikings, but rappers. Uh, fair play there. I'll, I'll give you that one. That one is a fairly interesting concept. Wh- whether it's shit or not, I don't know. But. It's brave. I'll give them that. It's a bold thing. It's like they finally were like, we need to do something different. Everyone keeps on saying exactly what Dave just said. And they're like, what What can we do? You know, we've got epic battles. We've got the fact you can launch assaults on uh, on the, the forts and stuff. No, no, that's not good enough. Right, okay, well, how about we expand the world like so it's like double the size of, of Odyssey? Yeah, yeah, we should do that. But it's just not enough. We need something, something that's, that's going to scream this is brand new, this is Assassin's Creed, this is what you really want. Um, how about some Viking rap battles, guys? I've uh, been listening to hip-hop while I've been doing the programming, and I think this would be quite good. Do you it's know what it is? It's part it, that, part um, they, they, they 
they want the the sea shanty mechanics, don't they? From yeah, the older well, games. I couldn't help but think, and this is this is a this, this cynical part of me, but I couldn't help but think is they went, ooh, everyone's going really crazy over Hamilton again. Let's put some, <laughs> yeah, let's put some rap go. in it. And it's like, <laughs> guys, 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 just because that works doesn't necessarily mean that rap in everything works it's not that's not how this thing that's not how it doesn't make sense like oh they they, they rap in that thing about the founding fathers and therefore rapping with vikings must be great no no one ever said that don't do that it's it is mad like i i watch the the usaf document like presentation um of everything and then i watch the deep dive the gameplay of the 30 minutes that they shown mm. which was basically a dragged out version of that leak of the really low footage and stuff mm. um and yeah it it to be fair it it looks like odyssey in the but it's hard for it not to be that that's yeah. the issue you've got with assassin's creed because it's got this identity which you know everyone now expects for yeah. assassin's creed to be like and it's hard to break away from that i'm not defending them in the slightest because i think it's it's not a great model um to speak, but when they start showing you this, the new stuff they've added into it, um, you can just go on any like YouTube and just see like the brand new mechanics that they bring into it, and like the combat in it looks a lot different now, like a lot more tactical, which is great. Um, it, it's it, it's hard for it to, to be a stealth game when you're playing fucking rampaging, ravaging fucking Vikings, which is ridiculous. It's still in there, like the minute like and the stealth. And then she puts up the hood, and it's like the Assassin's Creed like hood. I'm like, is is that your your stealth mechanic? Is like right, okay, yeah, don't worry, the hood's still there. Um, but they've now got like the Viking equivalent of a grappling hook. Um, it's like a, they call it the uh, the harpoon, like it's like a harpoon spear type thing, which you can use. Um, and it's it's brutal, like it does look brutal. You can bring them in for like close executions, and you can decapitate people. You can launch them into other enemies and that sort of stuff. So much for um, stealth now, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the the AI has got a hell of a lot smarter. So in normal Assassin's Creed games, like obviously Dave, you already played the first like one or two. Um, yeah. Dan, I know you played a, a few more. Um, they they started off by literally just standing still and going like, "Uh, what's here?" And then eventually you'll fight them and they'll have the same two moves. And it was the same for like the first two or three Assassin's Creed's, to be fair. Um, there wasn't really a great deal of combat. It was the worst part because it was a stealth game. Um, but now they're like, right, okay, it's a lot action oriented because that's what people we found out like to do in these. So they try and mix it up a little bit. And like in Odyssey, it was, it, it was good. It was all right. It was, you know, it was better than what it had been. Um, but this one, it looks brilliant. Like the AI, they will, if you're in the forest, for example, sake, they will run and try and use the trees for cover um, and hide behind them and try and flank you from that. And when you go to attack them, they'll literally use the tree so that your blades and stuff will go into the tree. Um, if they're running and they find rocks, they'll pick up the rocks and launch the rocks at you to try and distract you and hit you, and then they can come in for the attack. And if you kill their mate, they'll use their mates as shields. Um, there's, there's, there's put in so much intricate detail into the combat um so it's like if they've got shields you can't just use your normal like axe to go for it you'll get stuck in the shield so you've got to try and think outside the box and how you're going to break down the shields and that sort of stuff and all that's great <clears throat> but it's not stealthy at all no. like all these huge amazing battles and like yeah it looks it does look beautiful because obviously they're showing you the ps5 version so it mm. looks beautiful but 
it's just it doesn't like Assassin's Creed has really lost the 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 assassin part in it. It's now just like this one. It's murderous Vikings. Yeah, it's just an action game. Murderous Vikings. Rapping murderous Vikings, yeah. It's just an action franchise now, isn't it? But it's it's tricky as well because it comes at quite a tough time because Ubisoft just uh, had a massive scandal as well, haven't Mm. they? So it's... uh, Yeah. yeah, They've not got great PR right now for a new game to be coming out. No, is it the creative director uh, of of Assassin's Creed that's left? Yeah, well, it's... his exact job, but... Yeah, three senior executives have all gone. So, yeah, it's not a good time for that. It's just, a, I think it's just, in fairness, it's just Ubisoft that's completely lost the way. Because mm. if you look at Ghost Recon as well, like Ghost Recon on the on the PC and then when it moved to the original Xbox, those were some of my favourite titles. Like, they were genuinely, you sit off, you've got to, like, preload, like, do, do your loadout exactly how you think that mission is going to pan out. There's no getting around it. You know, you've got to, premeditate everything you think is going to happen and then when you actually go in and do the missions they were they were amazing it was you were like that stealth unit went in there got the job done got out dead quick clean crisp and now you've got the likes of breakpoint and wildlands which is why i was like you know what i'm out i tried it so for so long wildlands and it's just you dumped in the middle of a massive jungle and it's like, right, take out this outpost, right, take out the next outpost. It's like, you can try and go in stealthy, but everyone's going to see you because they've got drones and helicopters and tanks. And it's like, you've got to take them all out. There's, there's no stealth element to it at all. It's nothing like what it well, used to be. It's just go and attack things in this action game, like mercenaries. I was just, I was just thinking when you said that, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I've not, I've not played a uh, Ghost Recon game since I think it was... It was, either, it was either Advanced Warfighter 2 or Future Soldier, like a good few years ago. But I was just thinking, God, my problem was that they've made so many games. And I just had a quick look. And there are, off this count here, 16 Ghost Recon games. 16 of them scattered across PCs and consoles from 2001 onwards. 16 games in the span of what looks to be 18 years. How can you get... This is my big thing with games, um, uh, game developers and and, and uh, publishers. How can you get quality if you're going to release that many games in the same series? Now I know that's a number of different platforms and a number of different uh, engines and all the rest of it, but ultimately, you can change bits of them. But they're 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 combat games where there's a bit of stealth sometimes or or not in the recent ones. You know, you look at the Elder Scrolls games. It's going to be 10 years between Elder Scrolls games. That's nuts. So much can change in that time. Because I, I just I recently, I recently got um, Skyrim Special Edition for the Xbox One, uh, and it's still such a great game. You know, that game is nine years old, and it holds up. And I'm also playing um, the new version, so I can use mods, which I've never done before, because I've never played on a PC before. Um, have you now got Macho Randy Rand Savage as the dragon? Oh, very tempting. Very tempting to do that. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Thomas the Tank Engine. See, no, that's I, well, but it's all about Macho Man. Just that, oh yeah, when he brings fire is just the best thing in the world. I'll look for that. No, I am. Um, I <laughs> I added one, thinking I was being clever, because I had read about someone playing it in a more realistic fashion. You know, kind of like um, those kind of hardcore modes you get uh, in survival modes. Um, Fallout New Vegas had it. Yeah, with the like eat, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you need to eat and drink and sleep and stuff. Um, I thought, you know what? There's a mod for that for Skyrim. I'm like, you know, I'll give it a go. Make it more realistic. You know, I've got to have meals and I've got to have a bed. And, and then I realized that makes this game 
fucking hard <laughs> because <laughs> because the whole point of Skyrim is that you could go wandering off into the wilderness for days and now I've got to think about taking rations and provisions and a bedroll and it's like oh I didn't think this through and now I'm, I'm too scared to remove the mod in case I break everything that's happened so far nice so. <laughs> no, so it just ruined the experience for yourself completely yeah but well, no it's like but it's the one thing it's weird like it's, it's they go okay you need to eat and, and drink and the rest of it but they make the food and water is fairly abundant but you have to have it. So it's that weird thing of like, you've always probably got it to hand, unless you don't, in which case you're dead. Um, See, and that's that's the nice thing, because at least they've, they've done it correctly, where, you know, if you, you do need to eat and drink, but it's it's actually at required times. It's not like every two seconds when you take a step. Hey, by the way, yes, you're also going to need to to eat food, because like, you've walked three steps. It's just occurred to me saying that, that I forgot that my character got bitten by a wolf at the very beginning of the game and has a disease that I need to cure, which I haven't. And it's just occurred to me. That's why his stamina is so 7, low. 7,000 hours in, and I just remembered. Yeah. Now, the problem with that game is I play it too slow because I'm gathering everything and smithing everything and like not letting a single thing lay, uh, lay on the ground. Like, if someone drops a weapon, I'm having that weapon. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm over-encumbered and I have to crawl back. I'm going to do that. I did it the other day, actually. I had so much stuff on me that I'm moving at a snail's pace. I'm like, I'm not dropping a single damn sword. I'm taking it back. I'm smithing it all, getting all this. Because um, I don't play these games like normal people. I play it like a psychopath, crazy doomsday hoarder. That's how I play it. But Well... As long as you're, you're using it as an outlet for that side of you, <laughs> that's all that matters. Well, Lewis says, she says, you know, you can always do a smithing course. You could do a blacksmithing course. I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same. I don't want to actually make a sword in real life. I want to do it in the game and get rich and gather my money and stuff. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a nuts. I'm nuts. I play the game like a crazy person. But, but yeah, it's an outlet. It's good, right? Exactly. Precisely. We all need them. Hmm. Red needs his original style Assassin's Creed so he can go around stabbing people in the face uh, yeah, in a game so and not in real life. That's it. Like I, I loved, absolutely loved. It. I mean, I even like I enjoyed Origins, which spoke about this only, but I ruined it for myself massively, um, just because he did the the Final Fantasy 15 crossover. Yeah. Um, with it, where my horse could be the chocobo, had like the chocobo mount to it, and then the minute that happened, and he got the Final Fantasy 15 weapon. It was just like there was no point in stealth, and like I'm always stealthy in any game that says, "Hey, you can get out of this without having to kill anyone." Do it. Like that's how I play it. Like Deus Ex. Deus Ex took me ages to do because I went through that entire playthrough without killing a single thing. And like Assassin's Creed, I'd only try and assassinate the ones that needed to be killed, and that's how I used to play. But the second I got that that Final Fantasy Chocobo. There was just something inside me that man needed me to charge in, just singing the Chocobo theme tune, going da da na 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 na, and then jumping off mid arena and just stabbing everything with the Final Fantasy sword. And that's when I was like, you know what? I've ruined this for myself. <laughs> like I know I have, and I had to just give it up. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it because I couldn't take it off. It was just a part of me that no matter how many times I tried taking it off, I was like, <sighs> it was actually quite fun doing it with the Chocobo. And then I realized it wasn't because the mechanics weren't strong enough to actually just keep doing that. So I was like, yeah, I've just I've completely ruined Assassin's Creed for me. Hence, I never got Odyssey because <laughs> I was well, like, know, I know it's good, but I just thought, ah. That's the, the big thing is games that give you an option. 
I think it's so important that if a game is going to be sold on the fact that it gives you the option of how you want to play it, that that has to stand up. You know what I mean? Like you think about um, Splinter Cell. That was a game series where you genuinely could be super stealthy all the time. Or if you wanted to go guns blazing, you could do that too. It gave you the option and it didn't penalize you really mm. for, for choosing either one. Like, you, yeah, okay, you got better achievements if you did it stealthily, but you could just blow everyone away and it was totally fine. Um, and that's the thing for me. Like, if you have that, did it very well. Ghost Recon, from what you said, it sounds like it's moved quite a ways away from that now. So now it's just straight up combat. Oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed. Assassin's Creed, for, for its flaws that I found in the beginning with it, it was a game where you could sneak around and do stealthy things, and it was, you know, you were an assassin, uh, and now it's you're you're a Viking who's going to go and slaughter, I don't know, Christians? I don't know. What what's, what are you doing? Who are you fighting? Like, you're you're a Viking. Um, and the same thing, If you know, that was my, my big gripe, and I think I've spoken about this previously, my big gripe with The Last of Us, because The Last of Us, I never finished the first one because I fell in love with it, because it did that thing where it's like, yeah, you need to get from this point to this point. How are you going to do it? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sneak through here and do this. No, you can't. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to fight that thing. But you can't. You're going to lose. Um, okay, uh, well, how can I go that way? No, you can't go that way. I, wait, well, this game is meant to be open. I'm meant to have options. I got yeah, to a point they, where... They, they do quite a good job of, guy, I don't know, like falsely making you feel like you've got a choice. Mm. But there is that one direction yeah. you, you can go. The rails I know are exactly hidden. what you mean. Yeah, exactly. But there was one part where like, I had to get to this big room, and there was one of those clickers there. I think it was called a clicker, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not down with the kids in these current games. I'm playing my 10-year-old games. Um, and I had to get past one of these. And I had like three shivs or whatever it is. I had no weapons. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to try and sneak past it because I can't really kill it. Cause it's gonna... And I just didn't get a choice. No matter which way I went, no matter how I tried it, and I must have played it like 25 times. Like, I'll go that way. No, I'll go that way. No, over and over again, I was like, you know what? I'm turning the game off, and we are taking a break. And that break turned into all of time. So, <laughs> sorry, Last of Us. I don't care how good your story is supposed to be. I am not playing you anymore. That's no. that's the problem. I'm, I'm playing two now, and I've mm. been looking forward to it. Not quite as much as everyone else, I think. But I, I'm finding it a bit of a struggle. I'm very much into the story. The story's great and they they always are all the naughty dog games um but it's very repetitive it is just you're in a you're in a bit of the city uh oh there's some clickers that way you need to avoid them oh no there's some of the uh human bad guys over there oh no there's these other human bad guys and it's just going from scene to scene with a bit of a fight and then a cut scene and then a bit of a fight and a cut scene there's not that much variation in in the gameplay and i had a quick check of where I was, I've been playing for maybe about six or seven hours, something like that. Apparently, I've still got about twenty hours left. Really long for a story game, mm. and I just I, I can't see me not getting bored of it by by that point, by probably about halfway through. Uh, like I say, story wise and technolo- techni- technically, it's amazing. It looks it looks incredible. It plays mm. brilliantly. It's just very samey. Yeah, I don't know. Disappointed a little bit. We'll see. He'll probably he'll probably talk to me next week, and I'll be like, "Oh no, yeah, I've got got to the good bit now." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's it is hard, isn't it? Because like you said, it's it suppose it's one of them. I really enjoyed The Last of Us. Mm, But again, I think it's one of those that 
again, it's it's the story that captivated me, so it kept me through it. And you forget about the the really yeah. like bad bits and like how shoddy some of the gameplay mechanics were and stuff because you were just waiting for that next story beat. Um, but that, that was my issue with Uncharted. I found the Uncharted series just the most copy and paste repeated thing I've I've played. It's it like the the fun for like five minutes, but they are the most overrated game series. Like mm-hmm. it's literally okay, so here's a cutscene. Right. Now there's gonna be four guys running at you from the left. So hide behind that pillar, cool, you shot them. There's gonna be two running down the right hand side now and then three come down the middle. Kill them lot, climb up whatever it is that's in front of you, repeat cycle, and then there's a puzzle, and then repeat that all the way through. And it genuinely was. There's near enough the same enemy patterns the entire way through every single game in that franchise. And it was like, come on. Like the story was fun. I could really like the characters, but it was just hard to be like, these these games are fantastic. I understand why people solely say this is the best thing that's come out on the PlayStation game because they, they weren't. They were all right, but yeah, just so rinse and repeat. It was ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. But I know that's bad coming from me because most of the games I love to play are very very similar in that <laughs> that, that type of sense. So it's you know it's popcorn the cow black, I suppose. Um, but I've been getting into like the older stuff. Much like you, um, I've been watching loads of the uh, announcements that have come through um, from like so obviously the Ubisoft stuff, like Watchdog Legion, which is just again that looks very very Watchdog by numbers. Um, mm. But I really enjoyed the first two, so I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll I will play this. I like the fact that they tried to add something different to it with like tactics and like you said ways of playing the game. There's like you can take over any NPC really in the in the game and get them onto your side and then you can utilize them in different ways. So some might be good at stealth or like you could go with they like, bring one of the bad guy agents into your mix and you can use them to just basically go in and sneak your way through because everyone thinks you're one of them but you're not. You can just go like the football hooligan and just go around like smashing people's heads in. Every opportunity you can think of, you know, drone pilots, that sort of stuff. So it's like it's all very fun, and very different, and very nice. And I was like, yeah, I might watch that. I might play that. And then I watched the uh, interview that they did with the guys from Blizzard over uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands. And I was like, I haven't played WoW for ages, but it's one of those titles that every now and again I have a massive pang of like, I need to play this. Like I need it back in my life. And it's like a bit of like an addiction because it, it very much is. Um, well, yeah, any of the games like, like that, the, the big games, the big open games like that, you know, World of Warcraft, basically any uh, any Elder Scrolls game, like you play it and you just keep playing it. You just pour, pour time into it. Um, yeah, I, I, I can feel you on that one because I've poured far too much game time into games like that <laughs> over the years. That's it. And it's like I was what when I was watching the the thing they were saying about how this is like the perfect jumping in point. You know they always do for like the new expansion comes out like oh this is the perfect time to return to the game if you haven't played it because it's a new expansion. For new players, oh this is fantastic. And the thing I love about this now though, is they're like if we understand the game's sixteen years old now. I was like, wow, that, that, that's been going quite some time and it's still very popular. Um, but what they've done is there's a dude now in the actual main city of the new the new land uh, in this expansion who's basically like a, a time traveller, so to speak. Um, so you can go speak to him 
if you want to, once you've done the first like 10 levels of this, this new area, it bleeds into how they integrate the story of Shadowlands into the existing law. So you can actually go back and be like, you know what, I want to play Burning Crusade. You know what, I want to play Wrath of the Lich King expansion. And they'll put you back to before Cataclysm when it changed the entire world and everything was on fire and broken and everything. And you can start working your way back through them in streamlined versions so you get just the story modes yeah. um, a bit building through. And I was like, oh, you know what, that's awesome. Because I've been out of it for so long, but Wrath of the Lich King is one of my favourite stories in any media franchise. It's such, such a good, such a good story. It's, I mean, it's been done a gazillion times in different ways, but Arthas is just such a great character, and it's just such an amazing way of being told that, yeah, you need to, if you haven't played Warcraft 3, The Frozen Throne, or played well for Raphael Lich King, you need to just have a watch of it. It's, it's fantastic. Really good. So, chances are I'm probably going to be like, guess what, guys? <laughs> and it comes out. Frank Bunty's oh. back as the, uh, as the hunter. Well, speaking of, of Blizzard, anyway, uh, Jeff Kaplan, if you're listening to this podcast, where's Overwatch 2? What are you doing to me? <laughs> you, you, there's a gameplay trailer that came out in November. Like, come on. Come on now. It's, it's July now. It's July, Jeff. Bring me Overwatch 2. What are you doing? So, there you go. That's that. I want it. Because <laughs> you think is Overwatch is, it's five years old in October. And I have been playing it for, well, I don't know, what, three three of those years, I guess? Three and a bit years of that? Um, and I keep playing it. Like, it hasn't really changed. They've added new maps, added new heroes, but they're not adding any more. They said that they're not adding any more now because um, number two has been announced. So... I'm just going to keep playing it, and I just want that new one. Come on, Jeff. Hook me up. I did a podcast about this. Come on. I'm on your side. I'm an avid League fan. Philly Fusion all the way. Hook me up with Overwatch 2. There you go. That's it. I won't I won't beg anymore. You can't make me beg anymore, Jeff. So, he could. I, I, I'll beg for it. Let's but, hope he listens. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a, a lot of good feedback there to, uh, to send back about World of Warcraft and yeah. Overwatch. They make great and games. Maybe you know some people at Ubisoft, and you can uh, fill them in on. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully more not. rap we'll battles and more uh, assassinations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rap or assassination via rap battle. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Imagine the loser just gets assassinated. Wow. Like I was I was just I was just reading about um, uh, Valorant because I don't I don't really know anything about it. The only about thing I know. Sorry. Uh, Valorant, the new game is coming out. The new sort of oh, team based okay. game. Yeah, yes. Sorry, is yeah. it pronounced differently? Have I just gone? Full I don't know. I've, I've been reading it as Valorant, but Valorant sounds much better. Oh, I don't know. I could have gone full boomer on it. I only know it weirdly because a um, last year's Overwatch League MVP a guy called Super, um, not Super, shit, sorry, Sinatra, my mistake, um, uh, was as as moved. He's he basically quit Overwatch League, and he's gone now to join the first teams that are going to be playing. Valorant because they've they're assuming that there will be a league for this one because Overwatch League has worked, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know anything about the game apart from that. It's, just, it's a shooter. It looks a bit like Call of Duty, but if you mentioned Call of Duty and Overwatch had a baby, it yeah, because it's it's Riot Games, isn't it? The dudes that brought mm-hmm. us um, League of Legends, I think it is. Um, 
So right. yeah, it's it's another five on five multiplayer tactical first person shooter. Yeah, I was so wondering the, why they were so the confident in in saying yeah we're gonna have a we're gonna have a league, but if it's the League of Legends people, yeah, absolutely, of course, yeah. it's gonna be massive. They've already got the setup for it. Exactly. But, like, but Sinatra, Sinatra was you know he's a World Cup player. He, you know he won the Overwatch League with San Francisco Shark. Like he's uh, he's a fantastic player. He got named MVP last season. He's got a he's got a, a commemorative Zarya skin in Overwatch for him, which is quite cool. And it's like, oh, now he's retired to go play Valorant now. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Come on, Sinatra. So that, but it, that means he's he's left to go and play that now, a game that's not out yet. That he's got clearly an advanced copy, and he's going to be training and training and training. So by the time it launches, it'll be him and what a handful of other people who have uh, who have had the same deal that are going to be absolute like top of of everyone, surely. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's in there at the very very beginning. Mm. And in fairness to him, he did effectively league uh, leave at the absolute top of his game. You know, he didn't even play in the league for for a few years, but he left as the league winner. And the MVP from the team that won the league, mm. like he's kind of a very short space of time, but he's bowed out at the absolute kind of best he could be, I guess. So I give him credit for that, but I don't, I don't know what this game is, and I, it makes me sad to lose good players to it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to be as big as what we're hoping for, to be honest with you. So I think he'll probably come back, <laughs> maybe <laughs> very, very shortly. It's crazy. Overwatch Two comes out. All these people make ridiculous amazing deals like the uh all the stuff that was going on with um with mixer like the twitch streamers that they paid tens of millions of dollars to go and move over to mixer and then that lasted about a year and then microsoft as usual if something isn't going quite how they planned they pull the plug on it they get to keep all their money and then go and get paid by some other company to go and play for that it's just insanity absolute insanity it is. There's and people are like, oh, there's no money compared to gaming. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There's far too much money compared to gaming. Well, if, if in ten years' time Oliver recent. said, "Dad, I really, really want to be a competitive gamer," we like, all be, game? you know, either one of them. What just, What would you say? I I would be well happy for him to to competitive game if that's what he wants to. do. My only issue is I'd be like, what game are you playing? Yeah. <laughs> if he's like, I'm going to be a no professional Pokemon champion, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. You're not playing that. <laughs> but Dad, I've got to catch them all. What am I going to do? You're going to catch nothing as I unplug the consoles. <laughs> and play video games take you nowhere. <laughs> Unless it's like, yeah, Dad, I want to play like, you know, like Counter-Strike or something like that. And I'd be like, yes, son. Yes, you can. Or StarCraft and just watch his little fingers just go magically gliding across the keyboard frantically. Like, that sort of stuff I'm well up for. Until he beats me, and then I'm like, you know what? You're not playing games anymore. We've had enough. (laughs) You're out of here. Yeah, I think about about gaming. It's like, I am all for if B grew up and wanted to to be a gamer. I'm like, cool, I am a gamer. But it's that thing of, yeah, but you've got to be really good to get on these esports teams like they are there i watch them play and it really is absolutely like how the hell like how the reflexes the precision it's nuts right people go oh gaming is not it's not a sport it's like come on man oh a guy can kick, kick a ball into a net that's impressive this person can like flick a mouse with the wrist and like 
zoom in on these tiny little uh, bits of information and like just nail shots that you you I can't even see when I'm watching it live. I'm like, how the hell did they do that? But they did because they've got the reactions for it and that kind of stuff. It's every bit yeah. of sport. You know, I've it's, I've, yeah. I've laid my passions out previously. But it's a sport. The um, you think about uh, a, a kid who plays football when you know when they're little. Um, they you know they play it for fun and then they find they're pretty good at it and then the parents start to encourage it and then you know they train and train and then they they move on and they become professional footballers. That's that's what happened to all the all the professional gamers now. They just found that they really enjoyed playing video games when they were little, mm-hmm. um, and now suddenly you know they're great. But now we're getting people who are you know I don't know whether parents are encouraging it or but they're actually training to be you know they're starting from an early age being like right this is what i want to do this is the career i want and they're training straight away just like a you know a sports person would do there is it's insane i watched a documentary on that um on that jinx um on sky and it followed the starcraft players um over in asia uh korea sorry it was in korea Mm. and and literally the agents take them from their parents at like age eight, I think it was. Um, and they move them into a house and they get to see the parents at the weekends as long as they won a set amount of games in that week. They train up and then they get the, the chance to go see the parents. Um, but they train for like eight, nine hours a day. Mm. Um, and they do that every single day, every single day. Um, and there's, they live in, in a team so they can all like you know, bond together and stuff and they, they've got yeah, each other's backs learn, learn each other's but, tells yeah, and but that's it they don't they don't get to see anyone else do any like proper school stuff really it's just all let's focus on this um, they make sure obviously they've got the basics down pat but the parents have to say yes you can take my kid <laughs> and do it it's um, weird isn't it's, it because I don't think of Korea being a massive place like i don't i don't know what the population of, of south korea is but it seems to be like they just have this knack for just generating um competitive stars and i mean that not just from esports and stuff because obviously they're uh their starcraft players are legendary their overwatch league players are incredible but also when you look at things like you know Korean pop music and how that works. Like, there's a competitive element to that, and they just get people, put them through a system, and just generate yeah. megastars. Decide that's what they're going to do from an early age and train yep. them. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's the same sort of thing. It's probably just it's a bit more accepted that that is a, a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, like say over here, you you might have kids go into football camp or something like that. Yeah, when they're little. But it's accepted that it's okay for video games and it's okay for, for you know, dancing and singing and everything and performing. So, you know, whether that becomes more of a, a thing over here. Like I know, I know we do. You know, we 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 want our YouTube channel and our podcast and everything to grow. But I can't imagine if my kid said says to me, "I want to be a professional YouTuber." I don't know what I would say to that. But yeah, what's up, YouTube? <laughs> what are we doing? We've already discussed this, haven't we, actually? Mm. No, I, I think that my thing is, like, I've seen, you know, I've tried social media, I've tried YouTube, I've tried this, I've tried that. Like, if you are going to make a success of that, and there's a lot of people who have, a lot of people who otherwise you wouldn't expect them to have any actual talent doing mm. very, very well on social media and things. Um, 
but it is it's a it's a job you know you got to grind it like yeah. i was um uh, i was reading an article this is a, a couple months ago i think now at least about a group of people who had moved it's a pre-lockdown so yeah they'd moved into a house together it was like six or seven of them they'd moved into a house together and the goal was they all wanted to get famous on tiktok so they all sort of combined together to support each other in making content solely for tiktok mm. and they all they wound up they each had you know millions of, of followers and they had like endorsement opportunities and they could like post ad videos and stuff and get paid for it because they'd all just like one of them would go oh i've got an idea for this thing and they'd kind of work it out and then someone else would help them film it and do this stuff and then they'd help them do something else and they would share their stuff and like support each other that way but it was a proper it was a job you know they had to put the work in to do that and it's it's nuts because i think about is um uh, the family I think mentioned before, quite famous online, the AB family, who are a Canadian family, who were massive on uh, uh, Vine when that mm-hmm. was a thing, and doing little funny videos and stuff. And now, I mean, they do videos on on Facebook and, and TikTok and whatever else from their house, and it is nuts. Like they have made bank off of this. Like they they have done so well, and it's because they've treated it like a job. And in doing so, their kids have gotten a bit famous just through osmosis. So now their kids can do stuff. You know, the the, the daughter is a pop star yeah, now, she, and she's putting songs she out. Called with Walk Off the Earth. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, I mean, I I can't think of a lot of massive Canadian bands. We do talk about one of them quite a bit on this podcast. Um, really? So. Which one? <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that with the response, Reg. You know. Um, Rude. Yes. <laughs> but I um. But yeah, the idea of sort of um, that kind of churn mentality of like, got to produce content, and if you do it well, you can actually, you can get quite far, it seems, but it does seem like a hell of a lot of work. The kind Mm. of level of work where it feels like it would be less fun. So you're kind of thinking like, well, hang on, what's the the point? Is it to like, is it to get paid or is it to have fun? Because I don't really think you can necessarily do both with some of these things. Yeah. Um, No, I'm... I'm completely agree with that with the the streaming um because like like you said if someone misses a day off Mm. like because they're ill or something they lose thousands of followers because like oh you haven't got any content out for me to watch today and like yeah let's watch this guy oh yeah Yeah. it's just been a day it's like one day if you think you know what i played hearthstone for like 13 hours yesterday for you guys entertainment like I, I need to go get some breakfast. And someone logs on at nine o'clock and they're like, what? You're usually on at nine o'clock. Well, fuck you. I'm going to watch someone else then. And you might have just been two minutes late. That's it. You've lost that person forever because mm-hmm. they've gone to watch somebody else. And that's how fickle the internet is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yeah. And it, it's crazy. Like I remember, I remember when in the, in the inaugural season of um, inaugural, sorry, I couldn't say that word. It's all there. Uh, of the Overwatch League, there was a player called Seagull. And he actually left before the first season. I think it was the first season was finished because he realized that he could actually be more successful if he just carried on streaming because he had been a <laughs> Twitch streamer before he became a league player. And he realized mm. that he could he could play more and get more fans and earn more if he just carried on doing his streaming instead. Uh-huh. So, he, so he left before the end of the first series. This season, I was like, okay. At the time, I was like, that's nuts. And I was thinking, well, hang on. I've now seen some of what some of these players can actually make off of streaming. And it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I can see that now. Yeah, yeah. I think last week we were, was it last week we were talking about it on the pod, about those like six YouTubers um, who bought a mansion in, in America um, just to train in. 
just like to, just to play their games and you've got like bedrooms to stay over for when they do the like late night streams and stuff um but it's showing you it and it's something worth i want to say it's 12.5 million or something um and they literally walk in and be like yo it's your boys from like the originals or something i think it's called that i don't remember because i was too busy going what the fuck <laughs> um but they're like, yeah, so, you know, we bought this and the, the, the realtor was like, yeah, all these wines um, are at least like 200 years old or something ridiculous. And it's like, but what we're willing to do, sponsors, is take that out um, and you can have the wines and you can have your brand in there for like 20000 a month or something stupid like that it was. And apparently, like a week after this video was done, the whole entire house was filled with sponsored shit all these companies going 20 grand a month yeah right let's take that from them just just so they could have their picture where the wine rack used to be <laughs> and i'm like how are these how are these guys because i was watching one of them one of them was a um he's a beat up player like a street fighter player and i was like i th- I, the one competitive game that i could definitely do is street fighter alpha 3 or at least 2d beat ups is is my jam like fighting games i'm good at like i am i don't want to brag but i am very good at 3d awful 2d great um but i I watch some of these competitive street fighter players and tekken players and stuff i'm like how how are you like the best of the best because you're fucking awful (laughs) like if you watch some of the evo competitions and you're just like i I could easily outdo you on this like Smash mm-hmm. Brothers, definitely not because that's like a whole other level of craziness. But stick it in Street Fighter four or five now it is, and fucking go back to Alpha three, which is the best fighting game of all time ever. Like, I, I could happily go in the competitive circuit and watching this guy in this mansion be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to throw out a few training things. And it was as though he knew like three combos, and that's all he did the entire time. And I'm just like. You're just spamming your moves. You're not a competitive player. You're a spammer. And there's nothing worse in a fighting game than a fucking spammer. It's like the FPS equivalent of a camper. Fucking everyone hates you. I would be a spammer because I've never been any good at fighting games. That's me. I'm the guy who just mashes, mashes, punch and kick over and over again until eventually I lose or you lose. Punch, kick. It's all in the mind. If you can yeah. test me, I'm sure you're fine. The thing's a teacher. I'm sure to beat you. But nevertheless, it comes to lesson from teacher. Now kick, punch, block. Thanks, Reg. (laughs) Every time someone starts that, I have to finish it off. It's the same as the Lisa Mafia thing. I always have to do it. (laughs) That that was him practicing for playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. But have you, um, speaking of YouTube stars and gaming videos and stuff, have you seen that the um, EA have been like, we need to get involved in? fucking televised uh, oh gaming. a reality gaming yeah are you are you get the sims sim sparked yes. <laughs> wow uh-huh. Just, well, the thing is though it's it looks bad enough that it's piqued my interest <laughs> hang on <laughs> I've, I've, I've missed this with the sims i've missed so, it so you... basically it's 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 got the talking head bits in that they like to put in everything now. Yeah, you know, American shows. reality uh, TV mm-hmm. shows. And there's three judges, and the, the judges will walk out and be like, right, okay, today's challenge is we want you to make a meaningful, sentimental story um, that that you had pretty previous memories about or something. Um, and one of them did a, a, a family of like whose father passed away. 
Um, and then they, they did it all from him being old and stuff and then dying and then the funeral and then how they dealt with it. But you get two hours to create it. So they're like, go, go, go. And you've got to build a house and everything in this two hours. And it's like $100,000 at the end of this show for the winner. Um, but it, it's crazy. It's absolutely I'm not, insane. I'm not going to lie to you. That actually sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd actually watch that. But I think it's it's it, it will get watched. I know I'm going to watch it. Because I'm like I'm intrigued. Like Ash loves The Sims. I, I know she had no interest because she was like, oh my god, what is this? But I know if we stick it on, she'll watch it. Um, and especially now, I don't have the switch now because she's got Animal Crossing. Like I'm, oh. I'm like, what what do I do? Oh. <laughs> so I'll just start watching random stuff on the telly. Like I did get um, La- you know, Laser Fear, which came out on the PS4 and the I think on the Xbox One and PC. Um, they've done the VR version of it now for the Quest, Dave. Um, really? It's awesome. It's creepy as all hell, but it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so now I'm like, what What do I do? Because Dan's got my PS4. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the Switch, and I'm like, right, didn't see this coming at all. Hence why I was like, I wonder if my work laptop will run wow. Will run wow. doesn't. does not all. My graphics card's nowhere near good enough for my work laptop. So I'm like, well, I won't be playing WoW anytime soon. <laughs> so it's either live in the VR or Ash is just like, I forgot sometimes Ash is in the room when I'm like, yeah, by the way, I've got this guy. <laughs> doing this. I'm like, oh, shit. It's pitch black in here, so I can't see Ash. <laughs> and then I look up like, oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. I says I look really handsome in the light of the laptop. Oh. Good, Reg, you're a good-looking man. We know this. Why you're the we an audio podcast? Oh, we might get you know what? You know what is great, though? Finally, I, I went and had like a proper professional haircut on Saturday, Fab. and then and then and then I went to the pub and had a beer in the pub. No way! And and it was delightful. It was great. We didn't stay out long because we didn't want to be those people that just got absolutely smashed and was like, Ugh. let's like take full time with it and like fully embrace it. We had a couple of nice beers and then we came home just like. She played Animal Crossing. Oh, you know, you know what I did want to talk about and what what we did do. We had wasted an entire evening of all the free time um, watching the brand new Netflix series You on the Origins. Oh, have you watched that now? Oh my days! Yeah. <laughs> oh my days! It's the grudge, basically, for people who are unaware. <laughs> yeah, it's. I was like, you should tell people not to watch it now. And I'm like, yep, it is fucking terrible. I have have seen uh, the clip that everyone's talking about. The baby one. The baby, yeah. Yep. So that's episode four. Okay. Each episode goes on for half an hour. No more, no less. Are they different Um, stories? Yes. Each one. It all blends into the one story arc, but it tries to follow tidbits but then also have like unique bits as well uh like each episode will follow a different character that's going on or something but the end game is you know everything that sort of happens the origins of this house um which yeah as you said is based on the grudge so you'd expect to have little boy doing that uh, like creepy fucking thing and the crazy damn woman with the really dark hair um who's like all sorts of fucked up and does crazy shit Mm-hmm. You'd expect to see them in it, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're wrong. Okay. You're absolutely wrong. You'd expect there to be lots of creepy, scary, 
fucked up shit in the series, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, it's, but you're it's, wrong. It's Japanese horror series based on the grudge. That's exactly what I'm expecting to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was crap. So it's badly dubbed because it's in English over here. There's no, there's no option. There's no sub. There's no sub. It's purely oh. dub. Um, and the the acting is just oh wow my days. It's it's just horrendous all the way through it. There's like four four good bits in the entire thing, um, which give me like a little bit of a ooh. But okay. that's it. And out of I think there's the six episodes um, in it, and each one's only half an hour, but. We were sitting off going like, oh, right, okay, let's get some drinks, let's have some snacks, let's put something on Netflix, something really funny or like scary or, you know, just something because we can now. We, we can just watch it and be like, yeah, let's chill out because all of us are the grandparents and we can just do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, brilliant. I was like, oh, you on the, this, this is all based around the grudge. This will be awesome. And she's like, yeah, go on, stick it on then. So we watched it. And then she's like sort of zoned out after the first two minutes and was like, yeah, let's fucking go to my island on Animal Crossing because this is awful. And I was like, okay. And then I watched watched it all the way through, the first one. I was like, that was bad, but I sort of want to know <laughs> what's what all well, Reg, you do have your three episodes rule. Yeah. Well, so. well, no, speaking of, I wanted to find out what happens. So I, Lou and I watched, um, we saw a show on iPlayer and we we're like, ooh, this looks interesting interesting cast looks exciting it was the luminaries oh, with gotcha. ava green yeah. and have you watched it we got through two and then i i couldn't even get to the third one because so, like, this is just awful i can't follow it bye so, like, so we we finished it yesterday because we got as far as the last episode and we thought well we have to we have to see it through we have to see how it ends to see how they possibly wrap this up in a way that makes any kind of sense we have to do it and we did it, and each episode is an hour long, and there's six of them, and finished yesterday, and all I could think was, I have never seen something, ever, I don't think, look so good whilst doing so little, because you had a good cast, you had a beautiful location, New Zealand looks amazing, um, mm. however, you have a story that doesn't make any fucking sense. You've got characters who have no likability, no uh, instincts of self-preservation. None of them actually seem to care about anything or themselves. Everyone just kind of gives up and goes, oh, well, I guess I'm fucked. And it's like, what? what are you talking about? Do something. And this whole like magical metaphysical angle that they play throughout the whole series is like, ooh, this thing's happening. And it doesn't actually mean sorry spoilers sorry i realize people might not have watched it but don't <laughs> just don't because <laughs> they they I've never even heard of it well don't watch it um there you go um honestly like there's this whole like magical metaphysical thing that they you know when a tv series does that opening recap and you mm-hmm. presume that what they're recapping is something that's going to be important to the story it it isn't it, it isn't there's a, there's a there's a thing about two characters sharing this bond. The bond doesn't mean anything. Nothing actually happens. I I don't understand. I'm still like mad that I gave six hours of my life to this show for it to do nothing. I mean, it's based on a book, and I can only hope that the book does a better job of telling the story. Because if not, it's it, I, the best thing about this show is the intro sequence that was a bit Game of Thrones esque sure. and was quite was quite pretty. The rest of it. 
absolutely maddening. I just so I've not left a show or film for quite some time. It's left me feeling so raw and like hard done by. Like I've been wronged somehow by watching this <laughs> because because I'm watching it and I'm all the way through. I'm, the first episode, I'm like, okay, I've got questions. It's a bit it's a bit mixed up, but it's the first episode. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure, sure it will get, get better. That. And then I'm three four episodes in, and I'm like, okay, well, what happened to that character? And why are they doing this? And why is this person just this bad thing happened, and now they're just accepting every bad thing that's happening to them. I'm like, that doesn't. Why would they do that? That doesn't make sense. And then it gets to the end, and like in the penultimate episode, a character shows up, who turns out to be massively fucking important, but has no reason to be there, and has no real reason to get involved in what's going on. Just kind of does because they're there, I guess. And it's like, it's almost like the story didn't have that, and the TV. Producers are like, oh, we need a we need a guy to show up and kind of wrap this thing up. Okay, put him in it. Like I'm sure that didn't happen, but that's what it felt like. And I was just so watching this last episode, thinking, okay, well they're going to wrap some things up and they're going to they're going to you know tidy up these loose ends and make it feel like it was worth that effort that I put in to watch the damn thing. And they just didn't. And I just I, I, even now I'm like, I tell it, how hungry you are. Honestly, I can't get over it. I, I want to get over it. I really do, but. It was so promising. Ava Green, she's a great actress. You know, uh, the, the other characters in it. There's some. There's there are good people in this, and I say you can do a lot with how good New Zealand looks. Just look at the Fellowship of the Ring. But it was just garbage. It was just such garbage, and it, and such a disappointment because I really expected it to be this kind of lush, kind of ooh, mildly fantasy mildly historical thing be quite cool and it just was a bit it was just fucking garbage man so if you're, if you're out there and you're thinking oh i might watch the luminaries because i like ava green don't don't because <laughs> she's she's got an infuriating accent through the whole thing as well where i have no idea where the hell she's meant to be from like i know she's french but i have no idea where she was from it drove me nuts as a guy yeah sorry I'll, I'll stop now i'll stop i'm done i'm done so, so as, as you're just saying that so TV shows we really don't need. Have you seen that fucking Warner Brothers have just ordered a spin-off TV series for the Batman? You know the the new film that's coming. Oh out? yes, what? and it's a Gotham PD series. It's Gotham. The, yes, yeah, the, exactly. Like, Yet another. You know what? Yeah, like you know what worked. What the idea was really well, but then it didn't really work out that good. But then got really good, and then just dropped off the world. Gotham. So you know what we should do? Let's do another show, but we'll call it Gotham PD. <sighs> I don't. It's the who, same can, fucking thing. Can someone don't tell me who watched Batman, any of the Batman films, and thought, you know what, I really want to see. I want to see the normal police. <laughs> like <laughs> who? Who's 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 watching it? Who's watching any Batman film? I don't care which one you pick. Batman and Robin. Fucking Batman Returns, Batman Begins. You pick. You you choose. But Who watches Batman that and forever. goes? Batman I will Forever. Probably go in. Oh, you don't wonder what the police are up to because this film's <laughs> fucking awful. I wonder the police must be doing something fun. Well, that was part of the problem with with Gotham. They, I think, at first they didn't really want to go all in on all the supervillains and stuff, but as it went on, it just got out of hand. Until you have, it's just flooded with all these characters. It is insane. Yeah, I, I, I my quite favorite it towards the end of it, but mm. it was a struggle. If I didn't have Oliver, I wouldn't have got through it because mm. when he was struggling with the um, not great, um, 
colic. If you're in a colic and couldn't sleep, you'd only sleep in my arms. So when everyone was sleeping, I'd just put Gotham on with subtitles and just get through the series. <laughs> that, that's it, how I did it. One thing that, that got me with Gotham, right, is the same thing I mentioned um, last episode about uh, Into Darkness. So, again, this is, there's Gotham spoilers here. And I admit they're kind of half-known spoilers because I've not actually watched this part of the show, so I don't know if it's definite. But it was the character who was um, – the actor who was Cal Kestis in, in – uh, Fallen Order. Oh, yeah, the Joker. Yeah, the character who, for for however long in build up, they're like, oh, he's not the Joker. Oh, he's not the Joker. Of course, <laughs> yeah. he's not the Joker. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he's the Joker. It's like, come on, guys. Well, no, no. Oh, well, by no. the way, his Sorry. twin brother. Sorry, yeah. spoilers. His, his, his identical, Joker. his identical <laughs> twin brother. It's yeah, like, that's because they did so much to him that it's just by the end of it, they're like, yeah, we're going to struggle to make this guy the Joker. But that's my thing, like. To say, like, people watching that for a year going, well, he's the Joker, right? Obviously, he's the Joker. Look at him. He's the Joker. No, he's not. No, he's not. It's like, oh, no. No, well, he's not. It's his identical twin brother that is. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you, Gotham producers. That is just a, it's a shitty cop-out to say that you were right because he wasn't the Joker after all, like you said he was. It's this guy. That's just, yeah. Like I say, same gripe I have with Into Darkness. He's not Khan. He's not Khan. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. He's not the Joker. He's not the Joker. Mm, he kind of is. Absolutely. That's exactly it. That makes me mad. Mm-hmm. But again, like, you're putting, putting Batman villains up against regular police, all you're doing is either saying, A, the police can never win, or B, the police can win, and therefore Batman is not necessary. So it's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's pretty much what that entire series is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. either you guys lose, or you don't need Batman, but there's no in-between, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, when you put it like that, you're like, they're in a no-win situation, really, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. But speaking of series that I am more excited about, though, they announced today that they're doing a new uh, Star Wars Disney Plus animated series. Yes. Uh, I've, I've still never seen any of the, the Star Wars animated series. You, well, you know what? I, I would say you're missing out. Now, the Clone Wars the Clone Wars can be a bit of a slog at times because it's seven series, and there is there is some filler in there. But there is there are some really good arcs as well, and some really good mm-hmm. bits in there, uh, and it does quite a good job at kind of retconning some of the prequel stuff and making it fit with everything else. It does quite it does quite well at that. And season seven, I think I've mentioned before, two thirds of it is excellent television. Mm-hmm. One third of it is a garbage waste of time. Um, but but one one of those good two thirds is all about the Bad Batch, uh, and all about who they are and, and like their bit in this. Um, and they're really interesting characters. Uh, so it, what it, are they? Because I have a, this, so, that's what it's called, isn't it? The new yes. series is the so Bad Batch. The idea is, given all the clone troopers are all the same, the Bad Batch is a batch of clones where they tried to enhance certain elements of them, and it didn't really work. And it all kind of gave them weird like personalities and differences and all that kind of stuff. It kind of messed them up a little bit, but made them like super enhanced in some way, but kind of fucked them over somehow in something else so they're not really put out there with they're kind of a separate like almost like a commando unit because they're a bit nuts and like gung-ho and want to go crazy and blow stuff up um but it was a really interesting four episode arc where they featured in it um so now they're getting their own series on disney plus uh and i'm all for that because it's interesting i think i think with it with it they can do something like they did with rogue one which is introduce something a little bit darker a bit Bit actual mm-hmm. like gritty war as opposed to polished shiny white armor. It's you know people who can sneak in and do the dirty work. So I'm up for that. 
I'm interested. It's full, I mean, you know, the whole group is is full of cliche. It's basically an 80s action film in a team. You know, you got the big, the big strong guy who's a bit dumb. You got the, you know, little glasses wearing computer hacker. You got the creepy sniper who's a murderer and all that kind of stuff. Like cliches galore, but a lot of fun to watch. It sounds fun. Yeah, it's one of the things that I really wish I got into. And like for ages, I've just constantly used excuses. I don't have time for that. Like I don't have time for that. And then when I was. I was saying to us before, and I was saying to you the other day, is like I've listened to over four hundred odd hours of Critical Role in a year. Um, like I turns out I turns out I have time. <laughs> like I, I don't know where it came from, but I've got time, so I should have time to be able to start watching this sort of stuff. Like I watched Castlevania series one of Castlevania on Netflix, uh, the animated one, and it was fucking phenomenal, really good. And like three's coming out soon, I was like, oh shit, I haven't even got around to watching season two yet. Like, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that, and there's there's so much stuff that I've just thought I have got time for that. I can't, I can't do that. But I genuinely, obviously, have because if I can listen to that for four hundred and fifty odd hours, I can, I could definitely play off watch something. <laughs> One <laughs> thing I'll put out there, Reg, because obviously you mentioned Critical Role before, and obviously Nerd OD has its own D and D based podcast, Nerd OD and D. Check it out on all your favorite podcast sites. Um, but uh, Adventure Zone. You should listen to the Adventure Zone because it's so great, and it's. It, have, you, have you heard of it? Yes. So I. I so what happened? Um, I'm boring a lot of people. Was I was in the gym uh, listening to a podcast. Um, I think it was Hollywood Babylon, um, and then it was because it was the latest one. I think Stitcher was just like, "Hey, here's something else. It's a podcast," <laughs> and it threw out this like. It's called The Search for Grog, and it was completely after season one of Critical Role, like campaign one. Um, and they call it a one-shot, so it's just like a one-off mm-hmm. like, story. Um, and it was a couple of hours long, and I was like, all right, okay. But I was in the middle of doing like a run, so I couldn't stop it. So I started listening to it, and I was like, you know what? That was really fun. Um, but to go and listen to campaign one, they, they would, weren't aware how good it was going to be. So it's just shoddily recorded, and like, they didn't have really have much of a clue of what was going on. Um, oh, is it like ours? Yeah, a bit like ours, but our sound quality recording is better. Oh, wow, okay. Surprising. Um, so it's just like, I couldn't get into it. So I was like, what else is good if you like Critical Role? Because I didn't want to start Campaign 2, because I hadn't listened to Campaign 1. So everyone was like, the Adventure Zone, the Adventure Zone. It's like, cool. So listen to like three episodes of the Adventure Adventure Zone, I was like, what else is good if you haven't listened to um, campaign one of, of Critical Role and you weren't a massive fan of Adventure Zone? And they're like, campaign two has nothing to do with campaign one of Critical Role and it sounds brilliant now. Like, oh, I'll give that a go. And then I just I genuinely, from the very first episode, sort of fell in love with like two of the characters. I just thought, you know what? They've, they're so, so clever what they've done so I was like I'll give that another listen to and then it just became something to listen to while I was recording so like 100 hours probably, later yeah well I didn't even realise it it's just I was on um, they celebrated their 100th episode um, this month like just gone uh, for campaign 2 and I was like wow 100 like hundred episodes like each one's just shy of 5 hours Jesus Christ Only 4 to 5 hours um, and 5 yeah. hour episodes yeah, 
But the thing is, it, it, I, I know it sounds long, and I know it, it is long, but it genuinely isn't. Like when you start, like you don't even realize it. And because I work from literally just the laptop, and I can have a, like an episode on, I can go through two a day, um, just listening to that the music while I work away. Um, but it's just like I'm, I got really invested in the characters from, from the start, and I was like, you know what, they've, they've done it really well, and I will now. I'm going to finish campaign two. I'll probably do adventure zone because I know for a fact that that's, that's nowhere near as long each episode. And then when that's finished, I'll go do campaign one of critical role. Cause like campaign one of critical role has 130, I think it is episodes. Um, and they're all like four hours each one, but it's like the Matt Mercer who does, who is their DM, who's like well known throughout like, the D and D land, like he helped create some of the original books and stuff. Um, he's they, they literally gone like, oh shit, your world is so good. We want to include it in the actual canon of D and D, and they they've done books of like the Wildlands, all um, his world, his characters. You know, it's all invested into actual D and D now. D and D, like, yes, we want to do more with you guys. That let's bring you in, and like they've got the um, the fastest ever. Um, animated Kickstarter project, um, which the critters, as they call them, the fans, actually kickstarted it to do. Like originally, it's going to be four episodes, and then it done so well. Like, okay, shit, we'll do a stretch goal and make it six, and then it, it smashed that. And they're like, okay, now this is amazing. So much so that Amazon, were like, I'll tell you what, we'll do a two season can like deal if you bring it to us. So they went to the fans and said, how pissed off will you be if we were like, we're going to go to Amazon. Instead of just going, hey guys, we're going to Amazon, and <laughs> got money, and they were like, yeah, as long as we get to watch it first, then go Amazon, and then they got all the replies back. They're like, seeing as you guys don't mind, we'll stop the Kickstarter, and we'll go to Amazon. You'll still get all your stuff, um, like all the things we promised you and stuff. Um, but we'll do this now, and we get to have a chance to have two seasons of uh, an animated show. Wow! I was like, oh, that just that's was so it. Just good. the audio of the of from the podcast. No, no, this, this, this is completely this original. Is, this is completely original. So apparently, this is like the prequel before you got to know. Because with with campaign one, it was I can't remember the fucking um, Tina Fey. Uh, mm-hmm. She was mates with with them and was like, you know what, your your game that you do is really funny because they all put on the voices and they make it like they really get into the characters and so like. You should record it, and they're like, "Nah, nah, nah. We don't know what we're doing," and this sort of stuff. And then, literally, a few episodes in, they were like, "Actually, this is quite fun. I think people might enjoy it." Let's stick it in. So it starts campaign one, like when they're level like six or something. Like we're only level one. We've been playing for like five hours, so you know it starts off loads through it. So you miss out on a load of stuff. Mm. So what they're going to do is tell you how that all came to be in the prequel series. Is so it going to be scripted then, or is it going to be role played? Because I feel like you might lose something if it's scripted. So the, the this is going to the animated stuff, I believe, is going to be scripted. Mm. But obviously, the the whole thing with script roles, loads of people do think it's scripted, but it's really not. And you can right. see from the the reactions that they have on, like when someone does something, or like this, like I just watched one where we were talking before in the last pod. Um, it was a four hour battle, like four-hour battle sequence that was the most intense thing I, i've ever come across and it was just it was so good and in the end 
the the guy who's a DM had like a, a character in it, and he he killed his own big boss guy. Um, and he really didn't want to do it. And he was trying his best to murder <laughs> the guys, but because he had an NPC, because one of the, the dudes wasn't available to to play, he played as them uh, for it. And he was like, oh, "I really don't want to do this," <laughs> but he had to kill his own character. And was like, "You'd be absolutely devastated with it," but you could see like how upset he was in doing it because he was like, "This is the moment where I wanted to kill one of you guys," <laughs> and instead I had to kill one of my own guys. And he was absolutely devastated, but it's just ah, it so good. So, so good. But yeah, sorry. Anyway, Critical Role is a good podcast, but it's nowhere near as good as Nerd D&D. That's right. And, uh, and, and Nerd OD. Like, these are the best two podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Reg. That, that's why you're here. <laughs> the hype man. Oh, well, definitely. Uh, you know, if there's one thing I like to do, it's it's listen to myself talk a lot. The, he's the flavor so. flav of the podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy Reggie, picking up on the nerd OD. <laughs> Just, I, I like it. Full circle, back to the freestyling. Right. <laughs> if we're going to end yeah. it, we end it. Freestyling Vikings, exactly. If we, if we end it, we end it with Reg doing a rap. I like it. That's now every episode, Reg. Every show, every episode, you have to end it with a rap. I like it. Wrap it yeah. with a rap. Nice. I I will do that. My bars will be lyrical as I spit them. So satirical. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Try harder next week, please. <laughs> you set the bar high, Reg. You set it high. That's Sorry. It. I'll I'll give it my best. Can't promise. <laughs> Oh, I guess that is that's, that's what's it, right? Bedtime, bedtime. Mm-hmm. That's what that's that's, all, that's the time it is. Because when you have a baby, bedtime is whatever time everything else stops. You just collapse in a heap and hope sleep finds you before the baby does. So, yes, that sounds really dark. That sounds horribly dark. <laughs> yeah, really Sorry does. about that. Uh, Reg knows oh, though. Reg yeah. knows. One quick thing, just because of that reminded me. I had a really weird dream that Oliver, who's only played 20-odd months, um, started speaking, and he had the voice of the Old Spice guy. He had the advert for the Old Spice. He's like, look at me. I'm now look at, look at my yeah. mother. Oh, God, I'm desperate for your kid to have that voice. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Now, when he starts speaking properly, I'm probably going to be really upset. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> He's not going to sound like the Old Spice guy. Oh. And he's just like, Daddy, can I watch this? Like, tell me properly. He's like... Uh, I'm going to watch this. Tell me properly. <laughs> Look at the screen. Now back to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's going to be insane. But yeah, sorry. Anyway. I want that to happen too. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Until next time, I've been Dave. I've been Dan. And I've been Reg. Sweet intro. Nailed it. In and out. <laughs> Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Doodles. Bye.